Dominic, Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby. A lot to uh, get to this morning. And I want to revisit, revisit the issue of the southern border. We haven't talked about it in a while on this program. And coming into the country illegally. I like one of the most recent comments from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I really like one of the comments that's been made recently from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. One, he wants the legislature in Florida to give him $8 million to ship or get rid of uh, asylum seekers transported by the Biden administration into Florida off to other states in what is an expanding initiative against what the governor calls uh, President Biden's open borders policy. So in other words, you arrive in Florida in the middle of the night, DeSantis wants to send you to another state. Now, this next part, the governor of Florida admits that it's somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but that it's true. And he says, DeSantis, if you sent them, the asylum seekers, to Delaware or, let's say, Martha's Vineyard, or some of those types of places, that the border would be secured the next day. DeSantis is correct. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Are things getting better at the southern border, in your opinion? Take a listen to what Governor DeSantis had to say. If they're going to come here, you know, we'll provide buses and provide them. I will send them to Delaware and do that. I mean, if, if he's not going to support the border being secured, then then he should be able to have uh, everyone there. Very interesting. So I know a lot of people have talked about DeSantis possibly running, DeSantis uh, being uh, perhaps the the top Republican should President Trump uh, not decide to uh, run again. So I haven't really focused that much on DeSantis. I will in the days ahead. But I love the comment. I really do. If you're not going to secure the border and you think that you're going to ship them here, here being defined as Florida in the middle of the night, and, and maybe legally it, it, it won't pass legal muster, but still, 
it's sending the right signals that you're not going to continue to violate the residents of this state and just get away with it. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. To the telephone calls we go. Let's start with Elena. Elena is listening on the radio in Teaneck. Good morning, Elena. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. What a wonderful subject you touched tonight. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Dominic, I think all of this boils down to two words, lawfulness and lawlessness. Open borders are lawless. Yes. Illegal immigrants are lawless. I agree. Shipping them through the night is lawless, and our government is perpetuating it against the citizens of this country. And and you are correct. And let's not forget what the City Council of New York City uh, did just recently as it relates to local elections in which uh, people that are here and they're not uh, residents are going to be able to vote. I believe the number is some 800,000 in local New York City elections. And it just sends the wrong message. It sends the wrong message. Dominic, definitely. Law and order is the essence of any community, country, or the world. Yes. And we're losing it. We're losing it officially. (laughs) I I agree with you. And I, you know what? Your pleasant voice, Elena, you just made my night and you picked up my spirit. So I thank you for the call. And your comments, more importantly, were dead on accurate. Thank you for the call. And TNEC, you folks uh, have a uh, great morning. Let's now go to, um, to, Joe. Joe is listening on the radio in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Listen, my opinion is uh, what uh, uh, the governor of uh, Florida is stating, of course, one tongue-in-cheek, as he said. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the, the other one, realistic probably. Yes. I think he and the governor of Texas and another Republican governor who doesn't want those uh, illegals dumped on his territory to join hands and dump them back into Mexico, you know, or even go to war against Mexico, those three states. Why doesn't Mexico... Uh, let them uh, d- uh, apply for asylum there because, uh, based on international law, the first country of arrival, it's known as the first country of arrival. That's where you have to apply for political asylum. You can't jump, skip a country, and go to a tertiary country and apply for political asylum. Well, you you raise a very legitimate point, and I thank you for the call. And it seems like this has gone under the radar, what I'm about to say, that the Biden administration, the Biden administration has reinstated the remain in Mexico policy. And guess where that came from? President Trump. Like Trump, hate Trump. 
It was a smart policy. It was a good move. You want your asylum case to be heard? Fine. It'll be heard while you, you have to remain in Mexico. We can't, we can't just break the system and jump through hoops that any way. Listen, I, I mean, I know this is going to sound cruel, but, but there, there are some tough cases. Everybody has a feel that their case is unique and tough. But America can't just continue to let, I, I don't want this to sound simplistic, but to just open the borders and let people come in. And with COVID, we still don't know what's going on. And I want you to listen to this as it relates to the um, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. So we're talking about Governor DeSantis that says, Biden team, you bring them here. We want to ship them uh, somewhere else. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki today claimed that Vice President Kamala Harris is still is still the Biden administration's point person on immigration after the president of Guatemala, after the president of Guatemala said in an interview last week that he has had no contact, none with any top U.S. official since the summer. Another topic. Is Vice President Harris still in charge of addressing the root causes of migration from El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala? She is, and I just announced a a commitment that she's announcing this afternoon. So then why is it that she has not spoken to the president of Guatemala since June? That's six months. Well, I know that I, I did see this kind of strange report uh, from the president of Guatemala saying that uh, he's had no contact with the White House, which is inaccurate. No, he, didn't uh, say the he said uh, Vice President Harris he has not spoken to her. And if she's in charge, why, why is that? Well, we have had a range of conversations, Peter, I think as are reflected in our readout we put out last week with our national security advisor, with the vice president's national security advisor, with our NSC senior director, Juan Gonzalez. Uh, we put out an extensive readout of that uh, just last week, and we'll continue that high level of engagement. Now, I will give Jen Psaki this much. I'll give her this much. She has an impossible job as the spokesperson, as the face and voice for the administration. Any any White House press secretary has a very tough job. But oops, it's either the vice president is the point person, it's either she's the point person, and if she is, how come there's been no contact with officials in countries like Guatemala? Let's go right back to the telephone calls. But you know what, folks? Before we do that, let's take a break. We will continue the discussion on the southern border here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter here with you. More of your telephone calls when we return. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says when it comes to the southern border, 
to the president of the United States. You ship them here to Florida. We will send them out to another state. He's asked uh, his legislature in Florida for $8 million to carry out his uh, initiative. And it may be, it may not pass constitutional uh, muster or legal or court challenge, but still, if something's being forced down your throat, there has to be a response. There has to be a, res- a response. And on this one, DeSantis is on point. And the governor of Florida and his allies, and we're going right back to your telephone calls in just one second. We are going to go to Michael in just one second in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. But DeSantis and his allies, they point to a case of a 24-year-old from Honduras who apparently lied to border agents that he was a minor and was later accused of stabbing to death a benefactor in Jacksonville, Florida. So something has to give here. Let's go right back to the telephone calls, Talk Radio 77 WABC, and of course we are live streaming. You can watch us on the uh, WABC YouTube page as we are doing this show live right now. Let's go to Michael, listening on the radio in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Good morning. I think that Ron DeSantis is a genius. I'm with him 100,000%. I think we should start a fund throughout the United States and donate money to the governor of Florida to do what he wants to do and send these people to three places, Delaware, Martha's Vineyards, and Forest Hills and Queens, where buck, 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 Stan lives. Because Stan, <laughs> Stan, dear Stanny boy, who's spineless, gutless, and a, cow- oh and a coward, oh boy. Uh, would love to have these people living next to him since he is so, you know, hardcore Democrat. So mm-hmm. those are the three places we should send them. Mm-hmm. And I wish that Governor DeSantis gets everything that he wants. He probably won't, but I'm a, a hundred thousand percent for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, very interesting. And 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 you, you, Michael, you've you've called up Stan, so I'm sure. I'm sure uh, before the hour is up, um, we will hear from him. Uh, thank you very much for for your call. Let's go to our friend Jennifer listening on the radio up in Boston. Jennifer, every time I'm in Boston or at my daughter's uh, in, in Warwick, uh, Rhode Island, I think about you as I listen to WABC myself as clear as a bell when I'm up in the Boston area. Go right ahead and good morning. It is. Good morning to you, Dominic. I was uh, speaking to a couple of friends about you, too. They didn't know. Uh, I just tell them what a great man you are and well, what thank a great you. you have. That's and very I kind of you to say. Oh, And I feel bad that you have to, when you speak the truth, you have to explain why you're speaking the truth and that it is the truth and that people will say things to you that are unkind often. And I just think you have... Um, a great amount of integrity and you're a very very decent man and it just touches me how much you love your family i think you're great so anyway. well, thank you that's very kind of you to say and 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 it does jennifer it i'm not going to get into a tirade uh this morning but it does annoy me sometimes that when i'm telling mm-hmm. the truth i have to do it conditionally and explain why mm-hmm. i'm doing it because folks want me to stay inside the box 
Go right exactly. ahead, please. Yeah. Well, the friends I was talking to, that's what we're talking about, the promotion of racial divisiveness and, you know, all this and, and how far we've come from Martin Luther King and what a great man he was and what a great movement he had. And, again, the decency of that man, he was a remarkable human being. So, anyways, um, what I wanted to say briefly is there is a real cost in lives and money with illegal immigration that so many people don't think about, Dominic. Um, and if I could quote briefly, because I'm not currently out of access um, to going online, but I know a few years ago um, we were averaging somewhere around four to 5,000 a year, depending on the year, uh, close to 7,000 every two years, um, at least, depending on the year, for death, death, people killed by illegal immigrants in this country. That could be murder. Um, drunk driving, you name it. Um, there are horrible cases throughout this country, serial killers from other countries that no one knows anything about because it's all hush-hush in the media. Um, and that's a real toll to American families. And I hear all this, you know, uh, hype about, oh, uh, you know, the payments to the illegals. Their children were lost. They were lost, Joe Biden said. Well, there are American families that have forever ever lost their family members. And you know what Joe Biden did in the White House? Trump had set up a thing for the Angel families at office to support families who had suffered trauma at the hands of illegal immigrants. Joe Biden put those family members out, Miriam Mendoza, whose son Brandon was killed. Um, he was a sergeant out in Arizona, uh, killed on the way home by a repeat offender high on meth and alcohol. And um, she was managing that office, and uh, she and the rest of them were all thrown out. You know what he put in the office? He put in there an office uh, to help illegal immigrants that feel harassed uh, by situations in America. So that tells you where the Biden White House stands. And if I could say one quick thing about money, um, there, you can watch this woman on YouTube because it costs well over $200 billion with the B, well over, um, for, to uh, support illegal immigrants in this country, and that was two years ago. And that's not including the $90 billion, $90 billion uh, child tax uh, fraud credit that goes through the IRS that the IRS is fully aware of, perpetrated by illegal immigrants. And uh, this woman, uh, Maria, who swam across the Rio Grande, there was a thing on the local news down in Florida about it. Uh, she's never worked. She's been here 20 years. She has a fully subsidized three-bedroom apartment. Lives here with several other people. Right, I and, didn't. Even, I didn't even go there, Jennifer. In terms yeah, of she, um, she's showing off her card. She goes, uh, see, um, she had an EBT card, a cash assistance card, and some other type of card, or a SNAP or whatever. Plus, she had full medical benefits. And she said, so I'm just that showed her that and went with her to the grocery store, poking around, and she was saying she only had X amount of money left at the end of the month, and. I mean, Dominic, you and I know, we know homeless veterans that have given so yes. much. We know yes. Americans that have worked hard and can't keep working because of illness. I have people in my own family who can't, and they get nothing from the government. Nothing, nothing. nothing. So it's heartbreaking when you see the real cost to Americans. But nobody in the Democratic Party ever wants to talk about it. But if an illegal immigrant gets a hangnail one in custody, my God, it's like the sun might not come up tomorrow. So it's, you know. It's really sad, truly. But well, thanks for letting me vent and share okay, what I have. Well, to Jennifer, I, I, I thank you for the call. And so I'm, I'm looking at some of the messages that I'm receiving online. And uh, Tammy Tucci, uh, who's a friend, says here, drop them off on the White House front steps, drop them off in front of Nancy Pelosi's house, 
It's a lost cause. These illegals have already spread and scattered, and no way will they find all the people they have dumped in Florida. And DeSantis, again, whether you like him or you hate him, on orders from the governor in Florida, the Department of Children and and Families now in Florida has issued a regulation denying licenses or renewals to organizations providing services to quote-unquote unaccompanied alien children. He says, he being the governor, that those kids are using resources he wants reserved for Florida children. Now, you may say that's cruel. I say America first. America first. Maybe maybe you helped the, the alien children, but the American children have to come first. A point I've made on this program before, if I paid off my mortgage tomorrow, if I paid it off completely tomorrow, every month for the rest of my life, I still have to make, with no mortgage, if I didn't have a mortgage, I still have to make a payment of $2,100, $2,200 a month for the rest of my life. And you know what that's for? Taxes, county taxes. Local taxes, uh, state taxes, just just lump them all in, just lump them all in. And, and folks, I love the community where I live at in Rockland County. And maybe, maybe, maybe you folks can correct me. But the only service that I really see myself receiving uh, happens to be uh, sanitation services. And as far as the local police service, that's subsidized in part by federal dollars. I know tax dollars go towards that as well. But the school district where I live is considered one of the worst in the state, the East Ramapo School District. My kids barely went to that system. So what am I paying all these taxes for? And we just heard Jennifer mention about uh, a, a woman that was, I, I guess, in the Boston area, you know, flashing her benefits card. And it, I'm not trying to divide people. What I am trying to say clearly is America first. It it resonates, and it's the right thing to do. The right thing to do. More of your telephone calls. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC. Man Weathers, Man Weathers now, Dominic Carter. Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Dominic, I want to say, when we started calling around in uh, New York City last week to find out who would have their finger on this story, you were the person who was most often mentioned, and that's why we asked you to be with us this morning. So what do you hear? What do you know? How is this thing going to come out? Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. This will be, this will be. 
And good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going right back to your telephone calls. In Florida, the governor there, the Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, said something that I think is dead on. It it is dead on. And DeSantis says, and, and maybe it's tongue-in-cheek, but he's trying to, you know, push it through. He's asked his legislature for $8 million to start his initiative. He wants to even lash out and crack down on companies that assist illegal uh, aliens in Florida. But but his message, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, is... President Biden, you bring them here, uh, illegal aliens, in the middle of the night to the state of Florida, to the great state of Florida, while he wants to ship them out to other states. And as far as I see it, it may not stand up in court, but as governor, he should be fighting for the residents of his state. That is why he was elected. That's why any governor, any mayor is elected. Back to the uh, telephone calls. Karen, good morning, listening on the radio in Rockland County, my home county. Good morning, Karen. What's on your mind? How are you? I mean, I have to live. Biden wanted to build a wall around his house on taxpayers' expense. And, 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 And how much was that, Karen? I believe it was a half a million dollars, that contract, that federal contract. Yeah, I think it was to build, to build. And, and of course, and of course, uh, the way it's done, oh, of course, the president doesn't have anything to do with it. The Secret Service required it so that his hands are clean. And it's what, $600,000, but uh, give or take for the contract to build yeah, a wall. It's security of this country, the people, and he's not doing it either. He's uh, shirking his oath of office, right? Well, in in that regard, and in, and in many regards, I, I would agree with you. I I really like uh, President Trump's policy, and I'm not answering this as a Democrat, as a Republican, as an Independent. Remain in Mexico while your case is heard. What what what's unreasonable? What what's unreasonable about that? Now Biden's doing it all of a sudden. What what's unreasonable about that? And I agree with that one clause that should be sent. The White House has lots of rooms. <laughs> put, all, put a lot of them in there. He doesn't think of doing that, right? And, and but, I mean, I agree with that. DeSantis, uh, he's, a, he's a good governor. He doesn't take their crap. And, and so, Karen, we, we live in Rockland County, pretty spacious, open land, uh, lots of land, property, and so on. You know, the people that support this, the, uh, to the illegal aliens that were brought in to the airport in uh, Westchester County, to people that support this, how would they feel? And this is not about divide and conquer, but how would you feel if these families were placed in a house right next to you? Right. And That's and and your property values. The jails and you know, making jails, you know, and, and but it wouldn't be their communities. But uh, as far as the illegal, are they being tested before they get on a plane to all these other areas of you know states? That that like still right, right. That still remains very much <laughs> up in the air. And Karen, I'm we sure we we, we both tested. right, we both know what that means. Thank you, uh, thank you for the call to my friend Dominic with his great first name, Dominic and Wapping just fall. Good morning, welcome to Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Morning to you, Dom. How's everything going? Everything is great. Thank you for asking. I hope the same is for you and your family, and happy holidays. 
Yeah, same to you. It's always great to talk to you, Dominic. Thank it really you. is. And, uh, you know, about this e- illegals, um, a, a little little story. I'm going to make it fast. I had an extension done on my, my home. I can't frame anymore because of my age, so I hired someone to, to do the framing, and I did the rest, the electrical work and all that other stuff. Okay. And the siding and all that. So he was from, I think he was from Ecuador, and he did the foundation, he did the framing, he did the sheathing. He was like a machine. I could not believe the work that this man did. He was about, I'd say, about 26, 27 years old, and we got to talk in politics and illegal immigration. This is coming from him now, his mouth. He says, I don't want, in broken English, because he couldn't speak English too well, he says, I don't want to see them here because a lot of them are bad people. This is coming from a guy who lives in that country. Mm-hmm. He says, they are bad people, very bad people, and we should make sure that the people coming in are the good people, not the, not the bad ones. He says, there's a lot of bad people coming over this uh, um, uh, the border. Right, right, right. So, hey, hey, Dominic. I, I, so, th- did he do a great job for you? Oh, he he did. He did a fantastic job. He was a nice gentleman. He was nice, a nice young man. He sent all his money over to his mom, mom, mother, and father. He he always talked to them every night. He was a a, a very very good person. And I would love to see more people like that come over. But he said they are bad people. They really are. And as far as Stanley, Michael was right on the money about Stanley. Send it to Stanley's neighborhood and have him stand, have Stanley uh, foot the bill for all this and leave us uh, Americans alone. Okay, so Dominic, I want you to hold on for a second. Stay on this line. And I want you to listen to Stan respond to what you just said. Oh, we just we just uh, lost we just lost Stan. Okay, maybe Stan. Well, Dominic, I I, I wanted to uh, have you guys uh, interact, but but we'll we'll have to do it another time. But thank you for the call, Dominic, and you have a great day and happy holidays to you and your family. Stan was in our queue system, and I was going to pull him up, but something happened uh, to the line. Let's now go to John listening on the radio in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. You know, for 250 years and thereabouts in this country, immigrants came here, but they weren't car washers. A lot of them we attracted. We wanted the finest scientists, the finest engineers, the finest doctors. That's what really built this country, the finest that we could get from around the world. We don't need a bunch of criminals coming across the country, and it should be carefully filtered so that we get what's going to be edifying, building up our country, and not where we have to pay them welfare and this other stuff, which is worthless. So well, I, I think but we live by the Bible where it said, Woe to the man who does not take care of his own family. And the same thing applied to the, all of the public in this country. They realized that woe to the country that does not take care of its own countrymen. And we need to take care of ourselves and very carefully take in who's going to uh, add to the benefit of this country and not detract from us. A- absolutely. But, John, the only thing I disagree um, is that I, I don't think all of the illegal aliens are, are bad people. But I'm not willing to take that chance. And the bottom line is if you're not entering the country legally – that's it. 
period. So that's it. That's the first step. We see right from the beginning, perhaps, who is who. I lived along the border for many years in San Diego. I lived in El Paso. And I often used to go across the border in many of the small Nogales and various the small towns because I enjoyed going across, getting things that were uh, cheap. Uh, I enjoyed the food and so forth. And But very often I came across really bad people who had been thrown out of the United States. And I had to steer clear of them because they were full of resentment. They were full of hatred. And they looked like, to me, they were even going to commit more crimes had we let them back in. And now I believe that those people who lived on that border, in those border towns, because they wanted to get back across at the first opportunity that they could get. And I think they're here now. So um, I think we need to have a strong border, and Biden should back up the country's movements and finishing that wall and getting back to filtering out carefully. And by the way, the, the, the countries south of our border, like Costa Rica and so forth, also uh, have uh, Panamanians or people from other parts of the world who go to Panama and cross into Costa Rica to get north to us. Each of those countries is already now um, given the immigrant uh uh, legal status in that country for um, uh, for being uh, status uh, um, excuse me um, refugee status, so they don't need to continue on and on one country after another because we have agreements with all of those countries. That the first country that a person gets gets to, that's they're already um, uh, a refugee in that country for uh, for the status to seek. To well. seek um, Refuge. Well, John, I, I, I thank you for the call. And again, to the original point, DeSantis says uh, to President Biden, you ship them here. I'm going to ship them uh, to another state. And I say I say bravo to that initiative. Let's go to uh, Matt. Matt is calling from uh, Long Island, listening to WABC on the radio. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Let me tell you, it's spot on with your analysis. When well, it that, comes to DeSantis, that, 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 it, that's it's kind of you to say. I mean, they're there for the people of their state, and that, that's truly who they represent. And you wonder why people are fleeing New York to four states like Texas and Florida. But my question really has to do with how long before a state like Florida or Texas says they have enough, they just had enough, and they really take steps to pull away from the United States and the Union? I mean, it's got to come to a point where they're just, you know, they, they really, if you continue, continue on this trajectory, that they're just, they're just done. Well, I, Matt, I don't see that happening. The more realistic situation I, I see happening is that, um, and I thank you for the call, Matt. More realistically, what I think is going to happen is that folks are getting fed up. And the, the party that's in power, when folks are fed up, that's the party that's thrown out. And right now there's a Democrat uh, in the White House, and right now it's not looking good for Democrats next year in the midterm elections. And in my opinion, it's not looking good for Democrats going into the presidential election. So I think that's more the realistic answer of what's going to happen in the uh, very near future. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And we are back and going right back to the telephone calls. DeSantis did something in Florida, the governor there, where I say bravo, governor. 
Bravo. He told the president of the United States, or he's sending the message, you send the illegal aliens here in the middle of the night. We're going to ship them to other states. Somebody has to stand up. Somebody has to say enough is enough. We have Stan, Stan in Forest Hills, listening on the radio. His name has been brought up twice. He's back on the phone. Good morning, Stan. First of all, how are you? First of all, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you. Same to you, Stan. Okay, now go right ahead. Well, first of all, I have to comment on Rita Cosby. If you heard what she said, I was stunned. She basically said somebody, a congressman somebody, is putting up a bill on what I have said related to not allowing people into emergency rooms who have not been tested, who have not had shots. I was stunned when she stated this. There is, obviously, there are people out there who think like me and will not allow people, or putting up a bill to not allow people who have not gotten shots, except for people who have uh, other conditions or something. But if this is true, somebody is hearing this situation, and it should go all over the country, and I hope it's passed. So I'll get, that's that. Now let's get to the two idiots that called, and let's talk about those brain-dead people. Uh, first question. How many people did Donald Trump throw out of this country when he was president? Do you know the number? I don't have the exact number. Of course, there is no number. Because he didn't do that much on throwing illegals out. He built a wall, which cost us a lot. And obviously that wall is working. Now, I'm not... These two idiots think I'm for illegal immigration. I'm for standing in line like anybody else. But as I remember... Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Cubans came here illegally. Did the then governor throw anybody out of the state? No way. Did they do that? Are we throwing hundreds of thousands of Afghanistans out of the country? No way. Why not? You know, this phony uh, immigration thing. Now, we know there's people coming over the border. That's nothing new. It's been coming over in Republican administrations. It's been coming over in Democratic administrations. I mean, you do not think people came over when Trump was president? Of course. He's as phony as they come. But to say that I, you know, I accept that, I've never accepted that. I've never said that policy at all. Stand in line and get... Now, there are, are there bad people coming over? Yeah. As I remember, Barack Obama shipped out two million people who were illegal and got them out of the country. I think this administration is going to try to do that. But I don't remember Donnie Dummy Trumpy doing anything other than building a wall, which we paid for, and hasn't worked. Because if these people are coming in, his wall is nothing. So as far as those two gentlemen, they don't know what they're talking about. Again, I wouldn't want people coming in here illegally. I stated that to you before. And yes, people coming in by airplane and so forth, uh, Afghanistanians came in by airplane. Did, do we hear anything about them? No, of course not. Do we hear anything about them? Again, the Cubans who've come in over the so, many years. So that I'm people. clear, you're, you're saying you're against it. That, that's I, your of position. course, I never was for, I'm not for illegal immigration. Who is? But to hear these two idiots, because I'm a Democrat, that, that uh, I agree with that stupid policy. They don't know what they're talking. They, again, they're from the Trump world who lies about everything. So there it is. Well, Stan, I thank you for the call. You know, I got to be careful because um, thank you for calling, Stan, because um, as you speak, I, for, I forget that we're live on uh, on YouTube. And I was uh, blushing uh, as, as you were uh, speaking. And um, I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs>
Uh, coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will be joining me in a couple of minutes, but right now it's you and I on the uh, telephone. Let's go to, like, he's always thoughtful. Let's go to Hudson in the Bronx listening on the WABC app. Good morning, Hudson. No, good morning to you, Dom. Um, I got a couple good points about the border, but I just wanted to say something about you guys first. Um, I have to wake up every morning at 4.30. I stay up to listen to you and Rita. Um, I really, really Thank wish you. that that the whole country, or at least half of us, uh, were forced to listen to you guys and this whole station because you guys tell nothing but the truth. You, you got a good boss. Um, we we have a great boss. Bosses <laughs> here at, at WABC, John and Marco Casamitidis. Go right ahead, Hudson. All right. Um, my two points about the border is... Um, you were talking about your taxes and stuff and everything and where that goes. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, by now, Dom, that I work in the school and um, I see about, you know, five, six new kids every single week. And it's not their fault, you know, at all. But these kids come in, Hispanic speaking kids, but it's a different kind of, you know, they, they don't they don't they can't write and they can't read the Spanish. We we have no one to teach them. So these these kids are coming in. They're not going to class. Um, these kids have brand new phones. They have 400 hour outfits. They go to no classes and they're going to walk out there with an American high school degree. Hey, um, Hudson, let, let me, I'm, I'm listening to your point, but let, let me put this question to you because I'm just curious and maybe you can give me an answer. I don't pretend okay. to have all the answers. So if, if I pay off the mortgage and I still got to pay $2,000 a month for the 2,100, for the rest of my natural life, yeah. What? Why am I paying? In East Ramapo, we have one of the, one of the worst school districts in the state. Why I am I? Pay, why am I paying these types of taxes and and school taxes for a system that is a failure? And my kids don't go to the system. I know if you live in the community, you have to pay it, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And I'll tell you this. And I'm sorry to sidetrack, but. It has something to do with your question. Um, I didn't have any faith in our mayor or our new mayor. Um, I really like that he hired this new guy. Um, I, you know, I kind of read into his past, and I know that he was Banks. behind charter schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a very that, successful you know, charter school in the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if, it, you know, the two the two answers to your question are the first obvious one is if you don't want to pay the taxes, move to Florida and do the radio show from your living room. And Hey, Hudson, I, I thank you for the call, and you, you have a great morning. You have a, We'll continue on your other points another morning. Thank you. I'm joined now by the man who hasn't been here for a few weeks because he was out on what? Paternity leave? Well, I Is was that... here yesterday, though. Okay, well, you're here I was yesterday. here for Monday. Here yesterday. Yes. yes, but it's great to be back with you. And we're going to go back to the phone calls in just one second. But welcome back, it Frank It is great Morano. to see you again, my friend. I've missed you a great deal. And I, I mentioned Same. you yesterday, but I want to thank you again. You uh, were very kind, you and your wife, to send a very nice gift for young Carmine to the house. Very thoughtful and very generous. He, he is the future. Yeah. He, that he is. That you, he is. You and I are going to get old. and um, So far, I don't think I've done anything that's irreparably corrupted him. <laughs> but he's only, he's only two weeks old. 
I want to get back to the phone calls. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, we're going to get into the governor's race. We're going to have a look at uh, what's happening with uh, Letitia James and her decision to bow out of that race and run for re-election. The last candidates that were running against her for attorney general, they announced today, or yesterday technically, that they're dropping out as well. So we'll explore what that means for the state and the state of both of those races. Yesterday, I had on, and some of the people might have heard this on uh, John Katzmatidi's show tonight, uh, Vladimir Posner to discuss this Ukrainian situation. Got a lot of great feedback, but a lot of folks said, well, okay, that's the Russian perspective. Wouldn't it be great to hear what American policymakers have to say about this? So I'm going to be joined by one of my favorites, Colonel Douglas McGregor, to talk about these tensions with Russia. And it is the holiday season, Dominic, and a lot of people might be buying cigars as gifts for people. We're going to talk with Gary Korb from CigarAdvisor.com to find out what makes a cigar a decent cigar. How do you know which ones to buy? We're going to get into the cigar culture. Do you smoke cigars? I do, actually. Yeah. Do you what, smoke? What, no. What, no. What, what is the... Um well, tune what? in. Tune in at three thirty. You're gonna find out. <laughs> I will. I will. Right. I will. I will. I will. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to. Let's go to Audrey first, and then Jeannie second. Audrey, you're up in Brooklyn. Good morning. Oh, thank you for taking go my right call. Ahead. Good morning, and Frank, welcome back. And I'm sure the baby's beautiful because you're a good-looking man. But anyway, well, well. I see this whole thank you, with the um, interest with the with the um, what they call illegals. It's sort of dismissive, dismissive for this country because everybody is an immigrant. But what do you do? How do you sort out the good from the bad? How do you do that? Is there a method? Is everyone saying, yes, they should stop coming? But how do you do it? Who, who's the king that decides on who's good and who's bad? Well, in my opinion, Audrey, you close the border, first of all, and we have a legal process that everyone should adhere to. You say, Frank Marano? I think it really comes down to the employers uh, because these folks are largely coming here because there are jobs for them. If we were serious about uh, cracking down on illegal immigration, we would mandate that employers enforce E-Verify. Until the government does that, then there's this is not only going to continue in perpetuity. Thank you, Audrey, for the thank you for the call to our friend Jeannie listening on the radio in Queens. Good morning, Jeannie. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you. Finally, you got me. I have a a couple of important things to say. Three things about the compact, the legal standing, and an answer for Stan. Now, I think it's fantastic that DeSantis thought of this. He should make a compact with all the other border states. They should work together. And some other callers said give them a fundraising. I think that's a great idea. And they should send the people back. And I think there is legal standing because you're bringing in someone who's illegal. So they're already illegal, already. So that's one reason it's okay. And you are protecting the people of your own state from people who are coming in with possible diseases or whatever other bad things they may have. And you have the right to say, no, we want to see who you are first. We want to see if you're safe, if you're a criminal, or if you're at least not sick. And that why shouldn't that be not a legal standing? And also, I think there should be a, what you call it, a, a class action suit against Biden and Harris for not defending our borders and for allowing this to go on and on forever. Well, other, well, quickly, Jeannie, because I, I got 20 okay, seconds left. Okay, Go ahead. The thing is, uh, the person who was with the bill was from Illinois, and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it was just to make the people pay for their own COVID care if they're not vaccinated and possibly give them a, a penalty Jeannie, on their insurance. That is the final word tonight. I thank you, folks. Keep it right there. Keep it right where you are on the app, on the radio, whichever way you may be listening. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'll see you tomorrow. Same time. Coming up right now, the great. Frank Morano on Talk Radio 77 WABC.